smut cast yay we're back we took a week off because i needed to prepare some art for y'all uh-huh so as always i'm sasha i'm marie and this is a smut cast where we talk about dirty books or in this case read a little of our own dirty book <laughs> and by our own we mean sasha yes because she's doing all the writing i composed quite yeah. a master actually i don't know how i feel about this chapter it started out as something and it ended at some as something else, i mean so. not not every chapter is gonna be like the one at the mm-hmm. bees no but, but you, you know. know you gotta accept what you gotta say accept and then we're also here to announce what book we're reading for the next four episodes i was gonna say for the month of april but we're already like two weeks into yeah. april so we're, for the next we're for the balls next month. deep yeah. into April. <laughs> we're pretty we're pretty in there. We're gonna be especially crude because the book we've been reading is just it's ugh. oh it's so guys like crude but in a different way. Yeah, we're doing this. <laughs> we're taking this one for the team, I think. You're Which welcome, is something ladies. no one asked us to do. Uh, <laughs> you are welcome. But we'll get to that at the end of this. But first we have a Karen chapter to read. Mm-hmm. So this is Karen chapter four. The Karen Chronicles. Of the Karen Chronicles. Both with a K. Now, we last left Karen. She was at the bees with her husband, Ron. Fucking, Fucking Ron. Ron. And uh, she got a little action from Cesar. Who <laughs> worked at yep. the bees. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Shit. How I forget what his head is like. Were her wings ready? Yeah, her wings are <laughs> ready. End, it's been so long, but I just remember that was so great. Okay, so here, here we go. So excited. Finally, Karen thought she was alone. It was a huge ordeal getting a drunk Ron to bed, but thankfully he was too drunk to get it up, and she didn't have to sully her pleasure palace with the sad excuse for a penis Ron has. Instead, her musty cavern still throbbed with the perfection of Cesar's throbbing member. Just thinking about his cafe latte rod made her engines start to run all over again, she sighed. Never before had she crossed the line and really cheated on Ron. Sure, she sucked some lovely penises in her day, but somehow having another man stick all that he is inside of her made it feel different. She knew as a good Christian woman she should feel bad, but really all she could think about how think about was how the taste of new dick was something that she needed more of. She was in a Baskin Robbins of cock and finally realized there were more flavors than vanilla. <laughs> Yes. That delicious yes. that delicious mocha cock made her want to try more dark chocolate, rum, raisin, lemon. Really, the world of cock was her oyster or Sunday or whatever. She really wasn't <laughs> sure where her metaphor was going. She was getting horny again and needed to focus. She turned around in Ron's large swivel chair. She sat behind his huge oak desk. His computer was booing up slowly. She hit the keys on the keyboard that diverted his operating system and opened up her own. As the computer loaded her own secret private profile, she turned to the right-hand drawer of Ron's desk. Fucking Ron, she thought to herself. What a fucking dumbass. She fingered the filigree on the edge of the drawer, and magically a smaller drawer opened. Inside, she had her essentials for getting through life with Ron. Whiskey, pot, LSD, and some sleeping pills filled the drawer. She removed her large flask and took a swig. Usually, she would just go straight for to her sleeping pills in the flask to put her to bed, but tonight, she had work to do. 
A deep, masculine moan signaled her to a now fully booted computer. Her home screen was a hunky fireman that she managed to degrade while he was hosting a charity event for sick children. He was shirtless, of course. Cars don't wash themselves at a charity event. She smiled, thinking back to his quaking thighs as she yelled at him to get lower to really clean her tires. She took a long pull from her flask and pulled out the the card the deacon gave her when they parted ways earlier in the night. The name on the card stared back at her, like Aladdin's lamp calling him to his destiny. She opened the web browser. She typed, Hugh Goldman. And of course, with a name like that, a million links popped up, but it was the first link that caught her eye. It was a link to a notorious info battle right-wing website. Her panties moistened, thinking of the crazy things said on that site. Something about right-wing conspiracy theories really made the lava flow in her hot volcano. The lack, the lack of sense most of all made it how strongly big burly men defended their dumbass ideas the way people who did not believe in them fought against them. Really, there was nothing more pure than a right-wing conspiracy nut job. She clicked into the first link and his beautiful face loaded. His eyes were sunken in below a prominent brow bone underneath. He had no visible upper lip making his smile press... His, sorry, making his smile and his press photo more of a sneer. Karen couldn't help but lick her luscious lips while looking at his thin lines. His hair was clearly unchanged from when he was in high school. Judging by the, <laughs> judging by the boy-like glint in his eye, that couldn't have been more than fifteen years ago. The article itself was actually an embedded media player of the appearance of Hugh had made earlier on the day in the Info Battle radio show. It was dark in Ron's study and eerily quiet. She knew that those two beers at the bees knocked him out, and he was dead to the world. However. That little shit of a son of hers always wandered around the house at night. She was really never alone with him in the house. She learned to start locking the door to Ron's study when fucking Kyle walked in on her one night watching Real Housewives of Dallas, a show she condemned by their church for its hedonistic ways. Sure, yelling at Kyle about how she was studying it to know the enemy gave her a massive lady boner, but still, leaving the door unlocked was a risk she was no longer willing to take. She slipped on some noise-canceling headphones she got Ron last Christmas, headphones that fucker never wore. Instead, he would just listen to his horrible Christian country bullshit music on full blast from the shitty computer speakers. Rage was beginning to swell in her bosom. She took a deep breath and pressed play. What came following in her ears was a voice of an angel. Well, to her at least, it was. To others would describe his voice as high, squeaky, and annoying as fuck. Today... The annoying voice announced. <laughs> I witnessed a crime against our civilization. I saw a young man wearing nail polish. Not only that, <laughs> his voice raised. He was getting his nails professionally manicured. This made Karen snort with glee because from his headshot, she could see he clearly buffed and professionally manicured his nails. A hypocrite, Karen thought. I can work with this. Now, many as you might say. <laughs> now, many of you might say, but Hugh, men can get manicures. It doesn't make them any less of a man. Oh, but it does. It means they care more about their hands than the work they are doing with their hands. It shows they are no longer close to God by working his land, but are rather close to communist overwords. Working in their bureaucratic sludge. 
That is America, another giggle tickled Karen's lip. She paused the audio and opened another tab and entered Hugh Goldman biography in the search bar. It quickly retrieved a Wikipedia article about Hugh. And just as she thought, he was an Ivy League educated man who went straight from college to being a pundit. The hypocrisy kept growing and so did the wet spot in her panties. She hit play in the other tab to listen more about what he had to say. Not only is it taken away from God's work. But it is also moving us to a society where genders are no longer a thing, where men and women are treated equally, where a man can have a baby if he chooses, against the very laws of nature. A flush rose to her cheeks. She wasn't ready to get excited just yet. She knew he is... <laughs> she knew as she listened to another minute of his man's nonsensical rant... She would come almost as hard as Cesar had made her come hours ago, and the night was still young. She wasn't ready to climax just yet. She clicked off the audio audio, and went back to her search results. Another link to the info battle site was an article announcing that the next month he would be starring in his own radio show on the network. This is what the fat deacon must have been talking about. She smiled. This could possibly make her days a little more exciting. Plus, she was a little over yelling at bag boys, especially after experiencing Cesar. Logging onto her email, she began composing a new email. Dear Mr. Goldman, Deacon McConnell gave me your email, and he encouraged me to reach out to you about maybe coming on your show. I'm sure you've heard of me, because really, who hasn't? My husband is rather well-known in the metro area, and I think it would be really bring some class to your little show that you're about to start. I also think I can give good, solid Christian values that your listeners crave. Because although I do agree with everything you say, it's hard to take you seriously knowing you're not one of Jesus' flock. I think your audience hears a good Christian woman talking with you about the issues that are really attacking our culture. It'll have a great impact. Why don't you swing by my man Ron's main dealership, you know, the one of the most successful dealerships in the metro area. And maybe I can convince you to let me be your co-host. Winky face emoji. Yours in Christ, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Rereading the email, she smiled to herself. Just the perfect amount of condescension. She thought to... She thought to really get someone annoyed at her, but with enough praise to make them want to meet her. Plus, the bit about meeting at Ron's dealership really made her flex her might. She was, after all, married to one of the wealthier men in the metro area. Clicking send, she was a little excited, and yet a little afraid of what this new venture might bring her in her direction. Business was now out of the way, and it was time to play. She launched Wizard's World, smiling as she typed in her screen name, Ron Small Dick, with a one for the eye, because it was the only way the mods would let her get away with it when she first started. Her character was the highest-leveled character in the whole world. There was literally no one who could defeat her. It, It was a bigger high than talking to the manager. She made her character walk through the magical forest to where she knew her son's guild enjoyed hanging out. She cloaked herself with one of her many hacked spells so they could not see her. Sure, she had to send a, she had to send a lot of nudes to a lot of developers, but it was worth it to show her son what she really thought of him. Just as she was about to sneak up on her son and stab him in the back, her DM pinged. Frustrating, she thought. Then she looked at the name. It was Carl. Hello, fuckboy, she typed in the response to Carl. My mistress, I have finally finished the code you needed of me. About fucking time, you worthless toad. Mistress, I'm so sorry. Please meet me in my tavern and I can transfer it to you. It is a very powerful spell, mistress. 
That is why it took me so long. Don't tell me how powerful it is because I came up with it. Do you think I don't know the power? She guided her avatar away from her son's handsome avatar and started making the track towards the tavern owned by Carl. Her avatar slinked through the door of the tavern. Those who have been playing the game for longer than a month immediately left the room once her name appeared in the tavern chat. The noobs soon filled the chat with confused emojis and questions. The tavern is closed. Please be so kind to leave, Carl typed to the unsuspecting noobs. We don't want to leave. You can't kick us out. It says this is, you are open and it's against the rules of the game, one of the noobs typed in the chat. This isn't a rule either, Karen said, just as her avatar ripped the head off of the noob who typed the last sentence. Other quickly left the tavern. You didn't have to do that, you know. Only way for them to learn, Carl, that this is how I, who I am, and you are whatever the hell it is you are. Some of us have a spine, and some of us need it. Guess which category you fall under. As she hit enter, navigated her avatar towards Carl and threw the head of the dead tavern guest at him now what do you have to say so, so sorry mistress er, everything has a purpose and i am a worm for not trusting you good now where's that potion you have for me but mistress you said we would have you would watch mistress you said you would voice call me mistress did i say i wasn't are you implying i'm not a woman of my word no no mistress no well i just thought i would wait until you watched and, and after our call that is not how it works carl you know it i will call you while i'm doing my task and what do i ha need to do my task the, the potion, mistress. Yes, you piece of dog shit. Carl's avatar in the game hands the potion over to Karen's buxom avatar. Good boy. She navigated away from the game and opened up Zoom. She pasted the meeting ID into the chat. She made sure her camera was off. Despite sending Carl numerous nudes of her dungeon, she never showed her face to the man, and she wasn't going to start now. A fat, middle-aged man popped up on screen. He was completely naked. His massive penis was erect. Well, if it was... Well... It was massive to at least caring because anything next to Ron's fucking little tic-tac looked like a fucking Willis Tower. Mistress, my mistress, to hear your sweet voice again, make my member quiver with delight. I haven't even fucking said anything yet, you cur. No, no, my mistress, I'm, I'm so sorry, mistress. As a punishment, stroke it. But mistress, I have been doing as you told me. Behold, my hands are rough and hard. Uh, sorry. My hands are rough and hard like a workman and not weak and soft like a nerd. If I was to stroke it, how it would hurt. Did I say to talk? I said to stroke it. Y yes, mistress. Carl said in a hushed voice as he took his erect member in his hand. Karen saw Carl grimace in pain and heard the distant noise of rough skin rubbing on skin. That made her cavern begin to moisten once again, knowing that she would need easy access sooner rather than later. She slipped out of her pajama bottoms and pushed her large white panties to the side. She was ready. Her avatar moved out of the tavern in the game, and she went on a hunt for her son's guild once again. She turned her attention back to Carl, who was panting heavily, his face a mixture of pain and pleasure. Now, Carl, yes, yes, mistress, he snapped to attention, letting go of his rubbed raw cock. Did I say stop? She yelled as his limp cock slapped against his thick, hairy thigh. No, 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 mistress. It was just that it's it's too rough, mistress. 
I knew it. Your cock is weak, just like you. You you expect me to let you go spelunking in my cavern and you can't even handle a little rough skin? Mistress, your cavern would be a paradise on my cock. It, it is not worth a, worthy of it. No, no, it is not. And you're not worthy of lubrication, but I'm feeling kind today. You may put one pump of lotion onto your hand. <laughs> th- th- thank you, mistress. But mistress, as you can see, I'm not... I'm not in the manly way anymore. Not in the manly way? You were never a man to begin with, so I understand how you failed to be in the manly way now. Karen yelled as she finally located one of her son's flunkies in the enchanted plains and cloaked herself with hopes of finding Kyle. If you can't get the big dick hard, then my special lady sauce will go to waste, and we wouldn't want that, would we, Carl? Karen said in her most seductive voice, which apparently is very seductive. <laughs> so seductive. As if I switched, as if a switch turned on in Carl's member, it stood to attention. If only I could see you in IRL, my love, I would make you the happiest woman alive. I doubt that, you fool. Kyle's avatar stood in the middle of a circle surrounded by his cronies. She hated the avatar Kyle made for himself. It should have been a fucking ogre because that is what her son was to her, a useless ogre. Instead, his avatar was dark and handsome and something she wanted. She didn't know why she loved tormenting her son so much. So much. But the second she learned she could bully her son anonymously in a game where he is, he thought he was safe from the real world, she took it. She was teaching him a lesson that there is no escape from the real world. Really, she was doing this for him. To teach him so he could grow up. She giggled to herself just thinking about her flawed logic. She knew she just wanted to destroy his body like he destroyed hers. But you you know, if he ever found out, she would totally go with the learning you can't escape the real world line. Mistress, are you still there, mistress? Ugh, the thing she had to do to destroy her worthless son. Fuck you, I'll deal with you when I'm ready, peasant. Karen was suddenly exhausted and didn't want to deal with any of this shit anymore. But she needed to finish what she signed on for. Okay, you little piece of shit, I want you to stroke your hot, hard penis. Not that fast yet. Then all she could hear is his heavy panting. You came, didn't you? I didn't say you could. She really was more grateful than upset with Carl at this point. All she would have to do is cast a spell that made Carl that Carl made her and she could log off and finally get to bed. After all, she did have one very full and sexy day. Sorry, mistress, I just your voice. Enough! Karen ended the call. Her son was standing in front of her in the game. She retrieved the spell from her inventory. She cast it towards her son. His dark and tall avatar turned into an ogre. From down the hall, she heard her son's anguished cry, followed by a loud bangs of him having a mini tantrum in his room. A smile spread across her face. She logged off. She logged off the game, shut the computer down for the night. Finally, I can rest. And that's that's the end of chapter four. Nice. Uh-huh. Very nice. I, I love how... I love your use of metaphor. <laughs> I also... Do I sense a uh, Benny Shaps? Yes, my um, character Hugh Goldman is modeled after Benny Shaps. I'm glad you noticed Ben it. Shapiro. Yes, um, excellent voice work. Thank by you. the way, I was hoping you would get that from my voice work uh-huh, and uh, from his general description. Mm-hmm. I looked at mm-hmm. a picture of him for that uh, description. <laughs> <laughs> so he looks exactly like he did in high school, basically. I don't know. I guess yeah, like the hair bit stood out. But yeah, I guess. I, I well I'm excited to see I feel like that's obviously gonna come up mm-hmm. later I'm she, excited she to see to where meet, that goes she has to meet Hugh Goldman 
mm-hmm. who is Benny Shaps, basically. I was going to use his real name, and then I was like... <sighs> you don't want to get sued? Yeah, I don't want to get sued. And he seems like a litigious fellow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although, is he, though? Because, I mean, a lot of people were making fun of him for the WAP. That's true. I don't know. Who knows? Because it was pretty bad. I mean, it's yeah. also hilarious. Yeah. It makes you never... <laughs> Just because it was such a self-own. Uh-huh. Like, all right, dude. Anyway, that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. Now on to telling you guys what we're reading next. So... Drum roll, please. Uh... <sighs> we are reading The Game, The Secret Life of... Wasn't it this? Or infiltrating the secret society, society of pickup, pickup artists, artists, something like that. By Neil Strauss, it is a thing. Mm-hmm. So the it's, reason we decided to read this, it's not a book that is smutty in, in the traditional sense. It is a hundred percent, I think, pure trash. Oh yeah, absolutely. It should be burned. Yeah, the writing style, I think, is okay. He's, right, he's a, he's a yeah. fine writer. I have nothing against him. I was going to say as a person, but I have a lot against him as a person because it's autobiographical and you will see in upcoming episodes how horrid this man is. Became? I mean, it became. Yeah, became. But, you know, he wrote another book about how, like, how to unlearn all the stuff he learned as a I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I guess I'm curious about that. But. It's I don't just, see. I almost want to say, at least for sure, horrible before because, like, at the very least, like, if he wasn't like this, he was totally game to become this. So yeah. I don't, I, you know. And so the reason we chose this book, we were talking during Petals on the Wind uh-huh. about alpha males and beta oh, the males, sigma male, and the sigma yeah. male, and this is kind of. There was a Behind the Bastards episode about Sigma males, or somewhat about Sigma males. It, mm-hmm. it kind of went off the rails, that episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, I, like, I think I had also seen, there's a YouTuber, I believe her name is Tara Mooney, mm-hmm. and she did a pretty good video about Sigma males. She also does a very good job of, of doing a video about Pick Me Girls, but that's like another thing. So I c- was kind of intrigued by the Sigma male, and Behind the Bastards dropped the whole it kind of started with the game by Neil mm-hmm. Strauss and the whole pickup artist thing. And so we're of an age where we remember yeah, people being pickup artists. I remember the reality TV show. Yeah. I never watched it, but I remember seeing the But ads. we're also young enough to the point where we never were in a club and we never had pickup artists try to pick us up. Yeah. Because it became too like probably Gross. people realize like no this is fucking disgusting yeah and so it's kind of a weird look back to the early 2000s and like the early 2000 club scene in particular i suppose and there's sex in it uh-huh there's some things there's some what you might call traditional smut uh-huh but it, it it's more smut and nobody should ever read this yep ever and I unless you want to get real mad mm-hmm. like if you have any feminist leanings at all I would not read this book unless you just want to punch the next man you see in the face because mm-hmm. you read the book and you're just so angry at men because <laughs> I think that's I think that's all you can do yeah yeah it's real bad agreed I yeah so anyway for the first chat for the first episode we'll be reading so they have it's broken down into steps. So we're reading steps one through four for the first 
episode. Mm-hmm. And then it's something. And then the next episode, we read steps one, four, so or steps five through six. Mm-hmm. Seven? Right. I think we stopped at seven. Yeah. And I'm just going to tell you, it it's it's hard. It's, again, not badly written. Right, yeah. Like, I think he kind of, like, gets you with his writing style. And, like, uh-huh. there's this narrative and you kind of want to see where it goes. But it's also, like, just repugnant. Yeah, it's so. just bad. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's all for now. This was a little short episode. But usually our intros to the next book are... Hope you guys are all feeling good, getting the sunshine, all that jazz. But hey, Marie. Hey, Sasha. Get the fuck out of my house. Okay, bye. Bye.